Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. As we settle comfortably into the second quarter of the year, there are signs, I think, finally, that the housing market is very much on the rebound, which is good news for all of us. Today, we're going to take a look at the key component or a key component of the home buying process, namely the appraisal. And uh, we've got some details to share with you there. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, your host for this weekly get-together. And I'm I'm pretty excited about the uh, conversation today as I think we'll get a better understanding of something that I think a lot of people just take for granted in the overall home buying experience. Now, helping us with the specifics on this topic will be Kelly Anderson. Kelly is an attorney at Lavelle Law Limited, and uh, look forward to her input. Kelly, I know you're busy. you got a lot going on, so thanks for taking the time, first of all. Thank you, Jim. It's good to be here. Yeah, so a lot to cover, and as we begin, um, you know, just off the top of my head, when we talk about an appraisal, is that important to the buyer, the seller, or equally important to both? It's equally important to both. As a seller, um, you need that appraisal to come out, you know, at, at the purchase price that's been negotiated. And as a buyer, you want want the same thing. Otherwise, you're not going to get your financing. Okay. So uh, we, we got both sides listening with interest. And as I mentioned in the introduction, I, I think, at least from my experience, the appraisal is sometimes a little bit overlooked, uh, especially a first-time buyer who just may be completely overwhelmed and excited by the entire process. Tell me about an appraisal. I mean, really, what is it in, in terms of how it how it factors into a sale? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't understand that it's sort of a key component if you're getting any sort of financing. But what it is, it's it's an unbiased estimate of the true value of a property. You know, the question at the heart of any appraisal is whether the home you're selling or the home you're buying or the home you're refinancing is actually worth the asking price or the amount you've been pre-approved for. It's a crucial part of obtaining the financing that you need for a purchase or refinance. And, and the part that I think sometimes confounds both parties is that Ultimately, you end up relying on the opinion of a stranger. Um, the, the appraiser is definitely certified and state licensed, um, but that person may tell you that the dream home that you want to buy is worth three hundred thousand, not the four hundred thousand you've agreed to pay. Um, but it's it's protection for the bank and it's protection for you um, to make sure that you're actually getting getting what you what you bargained for. Sure, sure. Tell me about the process. I mean, what what takes place and how does an appraisal value, you know, reach, how does it come together by that professional that you mentioned? Sure. People also sometimes, I think, confuse appraisals with inspections. It is not the same thing. Um, Definitely buyers need to go in and get an inspection um, as part of the process. Inspectors look for potential problems that could, you know, turn into big problems in the future. But appraisers don't look at things like your heating system or your air conditioning or your chimney or things like that. What they go there and do is um, they they compare the property um, and make sure that you're getting you know, what you bargained for, like I said. When you apply for a mortgage, your lender um, will require that the property be appraised um, by one of their approved appraisers. And certainly you can go out and ask for an independent appraiser, but you would want to make sure that, that, um, that your lender approved the one that, you cho- that you're choosing. Um, generally, the appraisal is a buyer cost, and it runs from $300 to, I'd say, $650 is what I generally see, depending on the size and the value of the property. 
but it's it's kind of a clumsy process. Generally, your lender is going to wait until the attorney review period, which is part of any um, contract, which is the time when an attorney takes a look at the contract to make sure there's not any um, problems with it or negotiates any changes. They will also wait for the inspection process to be done before they order the appraisal because they want to make sure you're not going to back out of this deal altogether, which is good because then you're not spending the money on the appraisal. Um, but once they do order the appraisal, the lender will uh, submit submit things to an in, uh, appraisal management company. Then that company submits the order to an independent appraiser, then the appraiser does the report, then gets it back to the management company, then gives it to the lender, and who then ultimately gives it to the borrower. So this could be a 5- to 12-day process, and it can delay things significantly. Okay. Well, I want to, a couple of things you mentioned, and I want to kind of go back and, and focus on sure. I had a list of questions here, and, and you hit a few of them already. So um, it, you, you mentioned that it's very important to the whoever is doing the lending, the finance uh, company, the bank, whoever, do they, and it sounds like they're the ones who actually go out and find the right person, but it's the buyer that's actually paying that fee then? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And in and, terms and, you of... Know, as buyers sometimes do go out and get their own, but they need to make sure that they're the, the appraiser that they've chosen is approved by their lender. Okay, and that was a question I had here, too. I mean, these aren't just, um, you know, I don't want to say random people, but but you mentioned I think the word certified to be to get an appraisal, uh, you have to go to someone who has been certified and approved in some way went through the state. Exactly, they go through a, a certification process through the state. Okay. Now, I, tell me a little bit more about the process. How is the value actually determined? Uh, you know, an appraisal takes into account what the location or similar homes or the the, the, the quality of the home. What are the factors? Yeah, there's a couple different ways that value is determined. There's one approach, which is the sales comparison approach. This is the one I think you're thinking of, where the appraiser compares property, um, the property that you're purchasing or selling, with three or four similar homes that have sold in the area. These are called comps or comparables, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard of those. But the analysis, um, when they look at these comps, considers things like lot size, the number of rooms, square footage of finished and unfinished space. Um, the style and the age of the house, as well as other features that um, might be um, unique to a property, a basement, screened porches, garages, things like that. Um, the second approach that is used, and this is more um, in the context of new property, is where you're looking at um, reproduction costs. The appraiser estimates what it would cost to replace the structure on the property if it were destroyed. And there they look at things like land value and depreciation to determine the property's worth. Um, they get their information from several sources. They look at the, M, the multiple listing service. Um, they may look at county courthouse records. Uh, and usually they do some sort of physical inspection of the property. But like I said, they don't go in-depth and look at things like the air conditioning and the heating. Um, they're just looking at the overall property. Okay. We're uh, we're talking with Kelly Anderson, an attorney at Lavelle Law Limited. Kelly and I are, are chatting about home appraisals, how the process works, and how that impacts uh, the sale of a home. Um, there's a great deal to cover, and, and we're kind of trying to get through as many of the topics here as we can. Um, Kelly, what happens if an appraisal is deemed to be too low or perhaps too high by one of the parties? Yeah. Um, if an appraisal comes in low, obviously that's a concern, um, and, and there are many reasons that that could happen. The price might be inflated due to numerous offers, and we're seeing a lot of that now. There's not as much um, 
property out there, unfortunately, but there's lots of buyers right now that are moving. So there's a lot of bidding wars going on. Um, this can be a result of declining market values. Um, it could also be because maybe there have been a lot of short sales and foreclosures in your in the particular area where you're buying. Um, there's sometimes overpricing or even you may run into the inexperienced appraiser or someone who's just not familiar with your area and hasn't done um, the proper work in terms of getting comparables or looking at comparables. Um, so if, if you do come in low, there's a few options. As a buyer, you can make up the difference in cash, and certainly that's not a, a top option. But a low value doesn't mean that your lender won't lend. It just means that you're only going to get a loan based on the ratio they agreed to in the contract. Um, you can also ask the seller to lower the price, and that's the best solution, I think, for everyone. But you're going to have to convince the seller that if they don't, this is likely to happen to them when the next buyer comes along and they'll, or they'll have to put it back out on the market. And most sellers don't want to do that, so hopefully you can work something out. Um, and, you know, what I also talked about is that you can get another appraiser. I said you can get an independent appraisal if, if you'd like, um, but you can get a second appraisal. It would, of course, need to be by a lender-approved appraiser, and there's no guarantee they're going to come up with a different result, but it might be worth a shot if you feel like the first appraiser didn't have the proper information or didn't do the research. Um, you can also supply the appraiser and, and sort of dispute the appraisal and supply them with a set of comparables that maybe your agent has helped you come up with, um, and maybe it's a better set than what they used. You can also cancel the transaction. Um, mm -hmm. Most most contracts have that built-in financing contingency, and I think we've talked about that before, um, where you can get out if you're not able to get your financing. And if the appraisal comes in low and your lender says, you know what, this, is, this isn't what we agreed to and we're not going to give you financing based on this appraisal, then you can back out and get your earnest money back. And tell me one other thing. Okay, go ahead. Sure, go ahead. I was going to say one other thing that I have seen happen too is I have seen people change lenders and get a different appraiser um, and it can extend the financing period, but sometimes it works. And I did see it work in one situation. That's interesting. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned disputing it. Um, you, you listed some options there. Is there a different process yeah. if you want to dispute or challenge it in some way? Well, yeah. I, I, there's not really a process, but you can certainly – um, do your research and work with your agent to create your own comparable analysis that justifies the sales price, and you can present it to the appraiser. And you can also check the credentials of the appraiser. Are they familiar with your local market? And and if the, you know their work doesn't hold up, certainly present that to your lender and say, hey, this this um, you know appraisal was not a fair a fair appraisal. Um, you can also try and convince them um, by. Uh, pointing out things like home improvements that could affect the value that maybe they didn't notice when they were going through. If kitchen cabinets or counters have been recently upgraded, and if you can even provide them proof with how, of how much was spent on things like that, that can sort of bolster your arguments too. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you one very big, broad question here and then tell you you've only got like a minute or so to answer it. So you can you can pick the highlights and, and just share <laughs> okay. what you can. But do, does the appraisal process vary for, for different types of sales, like a short sale or a cash sale? Or, by the same token, does it vary for different types of property, like a single-family home or a condo or even a commercial building? Um, 
That is a broad question. But <laughs> it, yes, I mean, it, it, it absolutely can. And, and like I was saying before, I think you really want to, certainly as a seller, um, one thing that I would recommend um, is make sure that once that appraiser contacts you to schedule the appraisal, ask them some questions. Head off any problems by uh, making sure they're familiar with the area, pointing out um, the uniqueness of your particular situation, your particular property. Make sure they're um, a member of the local multiple um, listing service. Ask how many of the appraisals they've done in the past six months. If they aren't experienced, then you can certainly ask for another as buyer or seller. Um, So I would definitely recommend doing your research because each property is different and you want to make sure that the appraiser that you've got is familiar with that particular kind of property. Okay. Um, and then just real quick, any, anything else we didn't cover that you know is kind of top of mind for you that you would like your clients to always be aware of regarding appraisals? I one thing that I would want them to be aware of these days, um, sometimes lenders wait um, to get an appraisal done, and I would highly recommend as a buyer or seller that that you push to get that appraisal done early because otherwise you are pushing um, the time frame to close your deal out significantly, and it can you know, mess things up if you don't get your appraisal back to close to the closing date and find out that the appraisal is low. So try and get it done as soon as possible. Great. Well, as you mentioned earlier, that's something that can certainly impact the, the closing, and that's the one thing people want to avoid uh, always. So many thanks to Kelly Anderson for joining me today. Um, always appreciate her input. Uh, now, just a reminder that uh, Kelly's colleague, Tim Hughes, is conducting some seminars this month for those of you who may found that you couldn't meet your tax obligations to the federal government uh, this past week. We talked to Tim last week. He provided some great information in a podcast that you can download, uh, as you can with all of our podcasts here at Blog Talk Radio and, and at uh, LavelleLaw.com. But if you're interested in those taxpayer seminars, um, give Heather a call, 847-705-7555, and you can reserve a space in one of those seminars. That is free as well to you. So 847-705-7555. Uh, next week, Josh Nesser and I are we're going to also talk about taxes a little bit on the podcast. We'll look at making estimated tax deposits, get into the details of that a little bit. So I hope that's a discussion. Join us. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.